Steve Saka is kind of like your crazy uncle mixed with a mad scientist who beat up your crazy uncle. I mean, the guy is a show in and of himself. You may never have heard the name Steve Saka, but Steve Saka is the guy who made Drew Estate. Drew Estate. And Drew Estate is the League of Pravada. Drew Estate is the, the nine and the T-52. Uh, uh, it, it, it is uh, the, the Ratzilla. It, a, a tremendous number of really good cigars. And Steve Saka clearly looked around and said, wait a second, I can do this again. And he proceeded to get onto the scene with Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust with a host of cigars that have blown me away in every Vitola and every style that he's put out. And today, it's the Paladin de Saka from Sin... Well, I'm saying it wrong. It's the Sin Compromiso Paladin de Saka. You see, it would have been a lot better if I had said it in one smooth flow. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke, where we eat the fine food, drink the fine bourbon, and smoke the fine cigars. I'm Tony Katz, and that right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. That's how I rap. One single flow. Yeah, I, I didn't I get it there. Bust rhymes. You know, I don't write these things down. I do it right. I do it right off the top of my head how I'm feeling at the moment. But I, I do have an appreciation and respect for Steve Saka and what he's doing, and I have a respect for the Sin Compromiso. The first time I smoked that cigar, I said, "This is just unbelievably elegant. This is good to me." Now, some of the cigars that he does, like the Micaedra, a lot of spice, a lot of punch. The Sobra Mesa is a terrific cigar, and sometimes you've seen it as the, as the Brulee or the Brulee Blue, which is a really interesting flavor conversation uh, composition, not mine. I have done the Brulee Blue now a couple of times where I'm like, you know what? I can appreciate it. It's not something I could do every day. The Paladin de Saka from Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust is something that I could do every single day. Let's break this thing down, Fingers Malloy. This right here is a 7x52, which means it's 7 inches long. Tee-hee. Always makes Fingers Malloy laugh. And 52 is the ring gauge, the diameter of the cigar, basically how thick it is around. Tee-hee. Now, this comes as a box press, 13 cigars to a box. It is San Andreas in the wrapper, the binder is Ecuadorian, and the Nicaraguan, the, the filler is Nicaraguan, and out of Pennsylvania. So there's tobacco coming from the United States here. What he has put together is a gorgeous, gorgeous feel. We've talked about some other wrappers that almost feel like glass. Feel that wrapper. The oil coming off of it, the smoothness, but not necessarily a suede, a much, much cleaner, flatter line than that, and there is not there is not a vein to be seen on that stick, Fingers Malloy. No, sir, and you know, obviously, we just lit this up. We're in the first third, and we're going to be in the first third for, for a little while here. Uh, right off the bat, look at all that pleasant smoke coming off yeah. of this stick. Uh, for me, a little bit of pepper, uh, some cocoa, and, and some vanilla. I'm finishing up uh, a cold brew coffee that, that I ordered before we started the show, and uh, maybe that's influencing my palate a little bit, but that's what I'm getting off of the stick. It feels really good in the hand, Tony. It's got a nice weight to it. Uh, I mean, so far, so good. Uh, everything about this, and I, I smoked one the other day. I was able to actually find a box, uh, which is a whole other problem because it's very hard to find. I picked a cigar that is available nationwide, but is still very, very hard uh, to, to find. It's, it sells out very, very quickly. And this is the only Vitola, meaning shape, that you're going to find this in. So get out your notebook, right? What did you eat that day? What did you drink that day? What was the weather that day? It's chilly here in Indianapolis, Indiana, where we record a Blend Bar Cigar in Indianapolis, blendbarcigar.com, right? All of that's going to have an effect 
on your on what things you know feel like to you, what that flavor profile is to you. But I think that's a nice uh, bit of description that you gave there. When I smoked this just the other day, and again uh, today, I will admit there's a little more spice for me, but the spice isn't the big one. There's this wonderful warm wood that happens. There's this thickness to the cigar uh, that the guys over at Stogie Press on, on the um, on the cold draw, like sometimes people cut it and they, they take a draw in just to get that. They referred to it, I thought this was really good, as barbecue meat. Really? But when you think about like the lusciousness of brisket mm-hmm. in terms of a thickness, I think that's a really nice kind of way to explain what it is that's going on. There's a bit of creamy that that's happening for sure but you you mentioned the cocoa note there's a chocolate chocolate note that mixes with the wood note for me that just moves perfectly nothing is hitting overly hard but everything is coming fully at you to me this screams uh sitting uh at the golf course after my round is over when i've got another hour hour and a half uh, to where I don't need to be home, but I still want to enjoy being around, you know, outdoors and, and at the golf course. Because you don't want to, to have a stick like this while you're playing. God, no, I'd punch you. It, right. I, although, you know, it is a box press, which is nice when you're on the golf course. Uh, but to me, this would be perfect, uh, you know, on, on the back deck outside. you got an hour and a half to really enjoy it. The one thing I would say about this, the Paladin de Saka from Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust, the Sin Compromiso, S-I-N Compromiso, Sin Compromiso, no compromise. The Sin Compromiso Paladin de Saka. This is a cigar that I could actually suggest and would actually suggest in solitude. Okay. You are, and and I'm not. I, I do smoke alone. Don't don't get me don't get me wrong. I, I find it relaxing. But you on the back deck, you on vacation, overlooking the water, overlooking the whatever. You in a library. See this for me. I would never do this in the golf course. Mm. This wouldn't be it because that usually tends to conversation. I think this is a solitude smoke. I think this is a bit of introspection kind of smoke. I think this is a test your palate cigar. That's how high I am on it. And I'm telling I'm high on Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust. D-U-N-B-A-R-T-O-N. Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust. What he has created, what he has built, it's just solid all the way around. And there's really... No other brand that I, I've, I've come to and just so wrap myself around. The other one, oddly, Crowned Heads. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a very, very different flavor profile. Just dig them, man. Just dig their stuff. Even with Davidoff, where they've got a couple, of, you know, the Dominicana. 2014 was my cigar of the year last year. Mm. I haven't wrapped myself around Davidoff in the way that I have wrapped myself uh, uh, around this. And I, I full disclosure, I, I, know, I have no connection to Dunbarton. I just like what they do. The question, Fingers Malloy, is, the, is, is this in your humidor? Now, I think we're too early to tell. But okay. is it in your humidor at an MSRP of twenty nine seventy five? And that's if you can find it. That's if you can find it. It comes in a box of 13. Uh, listen, we're, like you said, we're in the first third. Uh, so maybe it's premature to, to make that judgment. But so far, I would say maybe one. But if not in my humidor, it would something uh, that I would definitely seek out at my cigar lounge. Since I have smoked a couple of these already, a box at a time. Ah. In my humidor, not even a question or a debate. And I've said that about a couple of things before. I said that about the Avo number three. 
And there is there's a box. There was. It's, it's nah, gone now. Yeah. There was a, a box in my humidor. Absolutely. There are some things that just hit me as, as this is right. And the Paladin de Saka from Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust, the Sin Compromiso Paladin de Saka, 7x52, is one of those cigars. But certainly, if, if you is it worth the $29.75 at the MSRP to get it, take it home, give it a go? 100%. I endorse it. How's that? <laughs> I endorse the twenty nine seventy five. If will you like the cigar, I I don't know, but we'll keep breaking it down as we keep going through the show. Find everything at eatdrinksmokeshow.com. Keep it here. This is Eat Drink Smoke. Our new book, Let's Go Bourbon, the bourbon reader you've always needed, is now available on Amazon.com and our website, eatdrinksmokeshow.com. Pick up a copy today. Trigger warning. Wait, am I allowed? What? Trigger no, 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 warning. No, no, you're not doing this. Trigger warning. No. T-R-I-G-G-E-R. Trigger warning. I don't know who you are anymore. See, drink smoke. I'm Tony Katz. So that right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. We have to do a politics story. Because within the politics story is a bourbon story, and it is so good because it is so impossible. It has Fingers Malloy incredulous. By the way, that's the word of the day, incredulous. Head on now to your search engine and look it up. Oh, I thought that what you were saying that was the wordle. No. no the, that's not the wordle. Do you do the wordle? No. Oh, I do it from no. time to time. No, it, to me, wordle is part crossword puzzle, part Tetris. <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> so here's the story. Mitch McConnell is the senator from Kentucky. He's also, for the Republicans, the leader. So he was the Senate majority leader. Then, because of the tiebreak situation with the Vice President Kamala Harris, he became the Senate minority leader. That was in 2020. And him and a former President Trump, they have a hate-despise-love relationship, as I guess everybody has with President Trump. I'm not 100% sure. So the other day... In reference to January 6th, you know, the riot that took place uh, at, at the Capitol, it was, it was Mitch McConnell who referred to it based on something President Trump said. He referred to it. Oh, actually, no, no, no. The, the Republican National Committee decided to censure two members of Congress, Liz Cheney out of Wyoming and, and uh, Adam Kinzinger out of Illinois. They censured two Republicans to the Republican Committee. And Mitch McConnell thought this was the wrong thing for the Republican National Committee to do. And so he referred to January 6th as a violent insurrection. Well, off to the races we go. Enter Trump. Oh, McConnell, you cost us the Senate. You're terrible. You are the worst leader. You're just an old crow. Old crow Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell responds to the insult from Donald Trump by saying, it's my favorite bourbon. <laughs> now, for those of you who don't know, Old Crow is a bourbon. It's done by the Jim Beam people. It's got an interesting history. It goes dates back to about 1830. You got James Crow, who was a distiller, did a bunch of different things, and it was the Old Crow name that started to build it in the day. It, it, it was awry. So it was a, a standard, uh, it was a straight, pure rye is how uh, they, they called it. Not blended, not adulterated, sold only in bottles, never sold in bulk. That's how they used to do the ads for Old Crow. I have never had Old Crow, although looking at the bottle, I have seen Old Crow. 
Fingers Malloy is out of his mind on this story. And why are you out of your mind on this story? There is no way in hell. <laughs> there is no... Listen, I would never... I would never call a politician a liar. What? I would never suggest that a politician's not telling the truth. That's not where I come from. That's but not how my mama raised me. That's right. But there's no way in hell that old... I don't think he's ever had old... Cr- you Are and you I, saying you, that Mitch McConnell lied and Old Crow is not his favorite bourbon? <laughs> no, there's no way. If you handed Mitch McConnell an Old Crow on the rocks, he would probably give you the dirtiest look you've ever received in your life. We've we've been to D.C. several times. Sure, I've been to the Capitol Hill Club. I, I think I don't know if you've been to the Capitol. I've That's been like around. the swanky. Uh, swanky bar, swanky uh, place where the, the, the backroom deals are done right off of Capitol Hill. That's why they call it the Capitol Hill Club. Is that right? Yes. There's a picture, a painting of Richard Nixon over Richard Nixon's favorite chair at the Capitol Hill Club. I can guarantee you, I should contact them right now. I should say <laughs> to the manager of the Capitol Hill Club, do you have old crow? And you know what he would do? He would hang up on me. There's no way this is true. By the way, we looked for a bottle of Old Crow to review on the show. Couldn't find it. We, I don't know if there's oh, Old Crow in Indiana or not. It's all in Mitch McConnell's liquor cabinet, apparently. That story Are you is, buying this? Are you buying this? I love the fact that he picked something so full Kentucky that 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 it was it was so it was so like like such a perfect pull. That that he did there, I I love it. I love I love every bit of this story. Uh, no, of of course I don't <laughs> believe it. Except, why would I not? Why would I not believe it? By the way, Old Crow is eighty proof, which is the very bottom of what bourbon can be. Mm-hmm. Right, it can't be any lower than eighty proof and still be considered bourbon. Um, uh, it, it I I just love that he pulled it out of his hat. He pulled it out of his hat, or as you know what, and that to me is fantastic. No, there's no way this is well, his favorite. Well, and the other thing too is if you if you were to run out right now and and buy yourself a bottle of Old Crow, twelve ninety five. Wait, did I get it right? Pretty close. Yeah, it, 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 I, I see it anywhere from ten to fifteen dollars a bottle. You're telling me the Senate Minority Leader from the great state of Kentucky? That's his go-to bourbon. Oh, I didn't think he might be insulting other people. But maybe he picked something uh, such... Uh, by the way, I've never had it. It could be good for all I know. It could be good. But he definitely picked something that was that was well, right? He picked a, a well bourbon, for yes. sure. He wasn't going to go higher end and insult anybody. He didn't choose Bardstown or anything like that. He didn't go 1792, right? He picked something that everybody could go, Old Crow, and no one got insulted. I think I think it's a masterful stroke. I'm I'm seeing right now a fifth of it goes for in some places nine ninety nine. Uh, listen, I, I guess there's something to be said to portray yourself as a man of the people. Oh, you know, some of my colleagues will drink the the highfalutin stuff, but give me a glass of Old Crow. No, I'm not. Bu- I'm not buying Tony. I'm not buying it. It's such a good story. It made me so so very happy. And if you're asking. Well, what is Donald Trump's favorite bourbon? Donald Trump doesn't drink. Donald Trump's brother was an alcoholic and died because of it. And so Trump doesn't, doesn't drink at all. He never had his own problem. He saw what happened. I think his brother was Fred. And he saw what happened to his brother. It actually does 
uh, uh, look, like the man or don't like the man, inconsequential. It makes him rather emotional, and so he he doesn't he doesn't drink uh, be, because of that. So like, likes the diet coke though. Diet coke, McDonald's, well done steaks, which is of course a sin against nature. With don't ca- care who you are with ketchup. Oh, I don't care about that part. You have what if you want a condiment? You have a condiment. That I'm a purist when it comes to steak is 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 inconsequential. Um, I, I think that if, if somebody likes something, like if someone likes A1 or Heinz 57, like, for example, if you do your steak with butter, like a little sizzling butter on it, is that bad? If you do your steak with, with blue cheese, right, a little Oscar thing going on, is that is that so bad? Heinz 57? Some people? Eh, I mean, listen, I, I, I find it much more objectionable to put ketchup on a hot dog, but that's just me. What? Ketchup uh, it doesn't belong in a hot dog. First, let me say, I find all condiments on steak sinful, but they can do it. Ketchup on a hot dog is a bad thing? Not if you're eight. I love ketchup on a hot dog. Oh. What am I supposed to have? Mustard, onion. That's it. That's it. That's all. Mustard and onion? What Mustard about relish? Can I have relish? A little pickle relish? Ugh. I can eat relish out of the jar. Really? Oh. You know who else does that? Mitch McConnell. Right out of the jar with his old crow. From his depression days. The relish sandwich. Oh, good lord. Anyway, any, if someone searches office, see if you can get a picture of him with old crow. I, I would put that above my seat right next to Richard Nixon. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. Follow the Eat, Drink, Smoke show on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. Eat, drink, smoke. It is your cigar, bourbon, foodie, radio extravaganza. I'm Tony Katz. That right there, America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. Let's Go Bourbon is available at Amazon.com. It is the bourbon reader you have always wanted, always needed, so easy to make happen. You just go to Amazon.com, type in Let's Go Bourbon, boom, you buy the book. It's bright orange. You can't miss it. It's recipes, it's history, it's quotes. It's super easy to read. You'll feel like a scholar in no time. Let's go bourbon. Available at Amazon.com. Fingers Malloy, we're smoking the Sin Compromiso Paladin de Saca. 7 by 52 this Churchill-sized box press with this San Andreas wrapper that is just glorious to the touch. Yes, and, uh, you know, again, uh, lots of pleasant smoke coming off of this stick. Uh, for me, there was that... Uh, hint of pepper, uh, some cocoa. The vanilla has subsided a little bit. I'm getting a little bit of nuttiness from it as well. Uh, very pleasant smoking experience. Right. This it's, it's smoking just wonderfully. I touch it up here and there because, we're, remember, we're talking a lot as we do this. We're setting it down. We're doing some of the technical things in between. So it's, it's never perfectly fair to share our smoking experience with those about those things. And yours will be very, very different. But in terms of the smoke, the overall flavor, I am so happy with this cigar. Uh, I, I think it's just a, a perfect blend. It's it's a full medium is the way I would describe it. Nothing, It's not overwhelming, but the flavors just work. They actually swim a little. They coat a little bit on the tongue. There is a lusciousness that happens on the tongue with, the, with this cigar. Really, really excited by it. Uh, I had someone ask me... Uh, a week ago, and I'll ask you this question because uh, you're much better equipped to answer it. I like how I, I can say lusciousness on the tongue and remind you of a question. <laughs> well, uh, with a box press, uh, someone asked me, "Do you always do a straight cut with a box press?" Yes, I do. I always. 
The only time I'm doing a V-cut, there are two reasons to do a V-cut. Number one, you're dealing with a cigar that isn't as strong as you would like and you want to intensify the draw. So remember, a V-cut is cutting into the, the, the cigar. So you, the, the draw, where you're drawing from is, is a smaller area. So you're, you're, bringing it, you're bringing more in, you're intensifying that. The draw is what you're bringing in to the palate. Remember, you're not inhaling, you're toasting the palate, and then exhaling, maybe doing a retrohale. The other reason is when you're dealing with a, a pyramid, when you're dealing with a torpedo cigar that comes to a point on the cap end, you might want to V-cut because you want to be able to save some of the cigar. You don't want to cut too far into it. Mm-hmm. And so that's just about a, a mouthfeel conversation. Some people don't do that because they still want the, the straight cut across. They want to open it up a little bit more, a little less intensity going on. It's That's really a personal one yeah. right there. Well, the other thing, too, you brought up mouthfeel. I got to say, uh, for, for beginners out there, uh, when, I fir- when I smoked my first box press, I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. I, I didn't like, uh, you know, the the mouth feel. I didn't like how it was different when you were drawing uh, from a box press cigar versus. Uh, when you consider a regular Vitola, yeah, right? Right. Uh, but just because you have a bad experience with the first stick, just don't write it off. Go back and try it again. Now I really enjoy box press again, especially when I go golfing because it sits perfectly on the cart. There, you don't have to worry about the wind, you know, blowing it off the cart. Um, so uh, I really enjoy box presses now where I didn't in the beginning. But you might find that it's not your, your, your style, right? It's not your Vitola. It does, Vitola being shape, it doesn't work for you. For example, the Flor Dominicana makes a cigar called the Chisel. One of the very few cigars where I will say, no, thank you. I will say, no, thank you to the Chisel. What do I think of the Flor? I think the Flor is fantastic. Mm-hmm. There are so many good uh, cigars that I enjoy from the Flor Dominicana. The chisel, the way it comes down, almost like it's a saxophone or clarinet reed, right? It's just so uncomfortable on the tooth for me. Mm-hmm. It's so uncomfortable on the feel. I'm like, no, I just, I can't have this. It's just not worth the struggle, the fight, and the and the annoyance of it. But that's me. That's 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 something about how I do it. It's like it's like the nub, a, a cigar that's only four inches long. It's it's not giving me enough. And now some people want exactly that quick smoking out. Yes. Right. For me, it just it just doesn't fly. And that's and that's the beauty. It's why I love one of the reasons when we talk about, for example, the FDA, Food and Drug Administration, and and their 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 dealings with the cigar industry. If you make people, you know, apply, apply, to you know to to be able to make different vitolas, different shapes. You're going to put cigar people out of diff- out of business. But the different shapes, A, create different smoking experiences, and B, because every application comes with a cost. It comes with a regulatory cost to be able to get that application through, and that can get into the six figures, and possibly the mid-six figures in, in some cases. So you don't want that. You want to avoid all those things. That's why we, we have those conversations. That's why we, we work with groups. You know, whether it's the Boutique Cigar Association or, or, you know, Supporting Cigar Rights of America in, in engaging that fight because you don't want to get you're getting screwed that way because everybody has something that they like in different shapes and different sizes. Mm-hmm. No, I love the nub for exactly what you, you, you said is for for me, if I know I want a 30 minute smoke, I'm out there on the grill. I love to grab a nub. I, I really enjoy it. It's time. Fingers below for news of the week. You're a a good man, a scholar, and a gentleman. Eat, drink, smoke. News of the week with happy hour anchorman Fingers Malloy. Or so the Germans would have us believe. 
Ah, <laughs> oh, sweet, sweet Norm. Sweet, sweet Norm. Did he win? Is this our winner? Is this officially our new News of the Week I bumper music? I don't know. And he struggled a little bit there in the beginning. Uh, but, uh, but listen, he is uh, way in the lead. I don't know if that means uh, we've cut off the voting, but we posted the video over at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. You can find it over at uh, our Instagram account. Eat, Drink, Smoke podcast. Uh, and we had a video of all four of the potential uh, winners for the news bumper. And uh, everybody's like, Norm. Oh, Norm. It's got to be Norm. So We'll announce next week. We'll announce next week. Go to Eat, Drink, Smoke podcast on Instagram. Check out that video and vote. Which one should be our bumper for news of the week? Go, Fingers Boy. Well, uh, Goldman Sachs, Tony. Are you familiar with Goldman Sachs? There, I, I, be- I believe, if, 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 if I'm right, they're a deli. In Dayton, Ohio. Yes. Goldman Sachs. Uh, my favorite place to get Sachs. Uh, they came out with a report, Tony. Uh, and it's it's about what we expected when it comes to... <laughs> it's my favorite place to get Sachs. I just got that. <laughs> Thank you. I'll be here all week. Try the fish. <laughs> uh, they came out with a report uh, telling their clients that grocery prices will rise by as much as 6% in 2022. I played a game on my radio show. I said I did this with my producer and 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 our traffic guy. Go to your search engine of choice and type in the words "empty shelves." Oh. And what do you see? Yeah. Anybody who tells you this isn't happening is as dishonest as the day is long. This is happening, and grocery prices going up. Did they say up a percentage? Six percent this year, at which was they're saying it was about a six percent increase in in twenty twenty one. So. The as we're doing this, the inflation numbers just came out year over year inflation seven point five percent, seven point five percent, and there's still a conversation about injecting capital. They st- they still want to on Capitol Hill talk about putting more money into the system. Inflation is when you have, as Doctor Matt Will, an economist, uh, explains it: too much cash and not enough stuff. Yeah. And we don't have enough stuff. We don't have people working to make the stuff. We don't have people working to, to ship the stuff. And we don't have people. We, 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 we desperately want it. But the shelves are empty. More and more shelves are empty than ever before. Yeah. And it's not just uh, the grocery stores. Uh, Half Wheel is reporting cigar prices are going to increase. Uh, Epic Cigars and Not Sicko yeah. uh, announced that they are going to both uh, raise prices from anywhere to 3 to 8% across the two brand's line. I think it's pronounced Nachicho. I could be wrong. It's actually a lovely cigar, but the Epic, the Epic 10 is 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 absolutely fantastic. They're owned by the same group now, the same distribution uh, company. So I'm not surprised that, of course, it's coming in tandem. Expect cigar in- increases, price increases across the board. The inflation hits everything, and it hits everyone. This isn't political. This is factual. You're paying more. Your dollar is worth Less, which gets into a whole really interesting conversation about what you should do with your dollars. I, I will share it. This economist gave me some advice. Do you believe this is the right advice of what to do with cash when inflation is on the way up? Keep it right here. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Our new book, Let's Go Bourbon, the bourbon reader you've always needed, is now available on Amazon.com and our website, EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. Pick up a copy today. I have no idea how, in the three years we've been doing this show, Fingers Malloy, that only now we're getting to larceny. 
It's Eat, Drink, Smoke, where we eat the fine food, drink the fine bourbon, and smoke the fine cigars. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. Larceny. Great, simple, easy bourbon. I just didn't know they did a barrel proof. And that's what we've got in front of us from the people at Heaven Hill. Larceny barrel proof. Got an age between six to eight years in Fingers Malloy. It is 122.6 proof. Anything over 100 proof. Get some applause from Fingers Malloy. Larceny is a good, simple brand. I mean, it really is. It's it's, it's very much a staple in a lot of people's uh, liquor cabinets. You can have it on the rocks. You can do it neat. You can make your old-fashioned Manhattan out of it. It's it's a great multi-purpose kind of, of bourbon. This, a little bit different. Because this has uh, not only the age, this has uh, the proof to it. And looking at this right now, uh, as we're taking a look at it in the light, that's that's right there in in the amber to orange kind of category in terms of, of the look right there. And we do this in a Glen Cairn glass, G L E N C A I R N. That's the one that's kind of oddly shaped. It bows out and it comes back in. It's so you can really move it around, take a look at it from a bunch of ways, and get your nose in there. And that nose is delicious, son. Yeah. That nose is sweet and buttery. Look at that. Right on. A little bit of oak, too. A tad. Yeah, there's. I would say there's a little wood on there. There's a touch ethanol at the end, a little bit of alcohol there that just finishes it up. Oh, but it's a nice, nice nose to it. Uh, I was going to say, moving around the glass, a touch of viscosity, right? Is it sticking to the glass? Not really the thickest thing I've ever seen. But a nose that's nice and a nose that that appeals right there. The mash bill on this is 68% corn, 20% wheat, and 12% malted barley. Of course, to be a bourbon, it has to be at least 51% corn. That's the law. That's the rules. You want to know more of the rules? Get our book, Let's Go Bourbon, at Amazon.com. Buy the book. Give it a five-star review. Write a great review for it. Buy 100 copies for your friends. Let's go bourbon. It's the bourbon reader you've always needed. We've got recipes, history of bourbon, the law that makes bourbon bourbon, great quotes about bourbon. It's all there. Let's go bourbon at Amazon.com. Fingers Malloy, what? Let's go bourbon. Are you ready to do this? Tony, I've been ready to do this all day. Here he is. Fingers Malloy. We start it neat. And then we go uh, from there. This is the Larceny Barrel Proof. It happens to be Batch C921. That's what they call it right there. He has done it. He is doing what's known as the Kentucky Chew, moving it around the palate. Sometimes you want to take two sips, the first one just to set the taste buds, and then do it again. That was one heck of an exhale. Ooh. Fingers Malloy. A little bit of a sting. Uh, not much of a burn going down. I don't know why I mentioned that, because Tony has said repeatedly that I'm dead inside. Dead and I don't inside. feel any of that. Uh, there's a dark fruit, uh, the, uh, the sweetness, uh, maybe a uh, maybe a, a maple syrup uh, and oak. It's it's and maybe 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 a tad a touch of vanilla, uh, but very very good, very very happy with it. No, doesn't play at 122 proof. Uh, there's uh, that slight ethanol uh, alcohol on the nose. Doesn't translate. Uh, to the palate. Be interested to see what you think, Tony. I'm ready. He's I'm going. ready. The Larceny Barrel Proof, 122.6 proof right here. That's 61.33% alcohol by volume for those of you playing the home game. Are you ready? I've still got a sting on my tongue. Go right ahead. Really? Yeah. Go ahead, Tony. All right. Here we go. To, to your health, Fingers Malone. To my health. He's going in. He 
He's looking at studying the glass. He's doing the Chattanooga chomp. It's the Indianapolis imbibe. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, oh, hey, hold on a second. Wow. <laughs> Smooth. Okay, so he's he's going in for a second. You see, I was going to give a dramatic pause there, but it doesn't really work on radio. You're dead on about the dark fruit. Holy cow! It's a. I don't know if that's if that's plum, but yeah, dark, rich. There's there's a little bit of of like a, like a like a vanilla mm-hmm. happening. Wow, solid, right? But not not hitting at 122. Mm-mm. There is absolute. There is only the slightest touch of heat center chest. The slightest touch. Oh no no wait there it is. That's that's warm. <laughs> um, oh my. Oh that went down a lot easier based on your description. That went down a lot easier than I thought it would. That sting lingered on my tongue for a little while, uh, but that to me that bourbon plays for the whole table. Yeah, you, this this could work. Now, it, it's screaming to me to throw it on a cube. As I said, we start it neat. Never, ever be afraid to add a little bit of water. Never be afraid to put it on, on, on rocks. Never be afraid to put it on a big cube. It's going to change how the, the bourbon tastes, right? When, when they've got bourbon and the proof is too high, they can add water to bring down the proof. It's the only thing you can add to bourbon. You can add water to bring down the proof. That's it. So when you put it on a cube, when you add a little water to it, it's going to change the proof. It's going to bring that down. It also can mute some flavors. It can also can enhance some other flavors. So you want to try it in some of those gradations and see how it, how it plays for you and how it works. Uh, fingers added just a little bit of cool water to his right there. Fingers? Mm. Wow. For me, it brought up, uh, brought out much more of the oak. It took a little bit of that sweetness away. Uh, not as much as of that dark fruit. I'm not even really getting much of that vanilla anymore. Really brought out the oak. So I just moved it to to the to the big rock right there. This is the Larceny Barrel Proof from the people at Heaven Hill. Now the question, Fingers Malloy, is: Is it in your liquor cabinet? Here's where it gets confusing. I've seen three prices. The people over there uh, at BreakingBourbon.com they say it's fifty dollars MSRP. Well, for fifty dollars MSRP. I'm buying it. It works. Absolutely. The people at Drizzly say this is $85 a bottle. Now you're asking yourself some real questions. But I have seen it on other sites at $100 plus a a, a bottle. So let's go with the Drizzly price. And how is Drizzly not a sponsor of this show? I've been asking that question every day. Is it because we haven't reached out to them yet? Probably. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, we're great at radio. We might be crap at everything else. So if anybody wants to help with that, we're listening. Um, is this in your liquor cabinet at eighty four ninety nine? It's in my liquor cabinet if I can get it uh, for fifty dollars a bottle. When you start getting into eighty ninety dollars a bottle, that's tough for me. Uh, I don't usually spend that much. It's got to be something very special. Uh, that's where my thinking pivots to. Uh, man, this is really good. If I see it at my favorite cigar bourbon lounge. I'm going to definitely have a glass. What do you think? I will tell you, I moved it to the Big Rock. It's better. It's better. A little bit of sweetness hit. There's definitely an oak undercurrent. You still have a, a st- part of the dark fruit. It gets a little more sugary. Really? Nice drink. 
Nice drink. It's not in my liquor cabinet at $84.99. There's just absolutely no way that's happening. But a nice drink. If I could find it on sale at 50, yeah. At 50, yes, it, it, it is. That that $35 difference is is a bottle difference. Right? right. So I'm I'm looking, I, I will search for it on sale. The larceny. Full this not I said foolproof. It's actually lar- larceny barrel proof. If you like it, let us know on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash eat, drink, smoke, facebook.com slash eat, drink, smoke. Remember, you can find our reviews on cigars, bourbon, and food over at our website, eatdrinksmokeshow.com. It is official. Everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be fine. You are about to have the best two months of your entire life. Maybe it's only a month. It doesn't matter. It's going to feel like two months. Because the Shamrock Shake is back. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That Fingers Malloy right there. That is him, Fingers Malloy. It's me. And you can find us at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. You can also get the podcast there. Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, Stitcher. Good pods where we are just, we're like number number two. We're like the number two podcast. And in, in, in of all things, politics. I don't even know how that's possible, but thank you. We appreciate it. Good pods. Check it out for yourself. Everything at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. The Shamrock Shake and the Oreo Shamrock McFlurry return to McDonald's on February 21st. Fingers, there are two and a half perfect foods in, in, in America. Uh, the, the first is the Egg McMuffin. The Egg McMuffin, Fingers Malloy, is a perfect food. If you handed me an Egg McMuffin right now, what would I say? Thank you, sir. May I have another? That's correct. That, and then I would eat the other as well. The second is the Shamrock Shake. It is a perfect shake. It is neverly overly minty. Neverly? Never overly minty. Uh, it's a family tradition with us, starting when the kids were really young, and we split the shake for them. It was their first milkshake ever. First milkshake ever was a Shamrock Shake. Really? They were like, what? We get a shake? They could. They were sitting in the back seat, in the little car seats, and they could not believe it. They didn't know it was possible. We do it every year now. Every year. Two perfect foods. I said there are two and a half. They're two and a half perfect foods, and the half is the McRib. Mm, I'll go with that. But you haven't had uh, the the hack, the the food hack sandwich from McDonald's. With you the, did the food hack. Yes, and I reviewed it uh, over at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. So if you don't know what the food hack is, there are like specialty items you can order. Like, for example, you can get a surf and turf where it's basically a Big Mac with a filet of fish which sounds... Is that the one you did? Uh, no. And, and they also throw in uh, McChicken on top of it. So you get the chicken, fish, and burger combo all in one sandwich together at last, like nuts yes. and gum. Uh, and uh, <laughs> so, no, I did not do that. I did the sausage egg McMuffin hash brown sandwich where they, I, 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 you know, we joked about it on the show. Uh you said to me, what's the big deal? You could just order a hash brown and put it together yourself. And I, and I told you, who has the time for all that? Right. They need to construct the sandwich for me so I could just dive right in. And you know what happened, Tony? What happened? I ordered the sandwich and I looked in my bag and the hash brown was on the side. I had to make my own hash brown sandwich. Tell me how you recovered from that. I took it day by day. One day at a time, Tony. One step right. at a time. Right. That's One what foot I did. in front of the other. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it was fantastic. Uh, but the only bad part about it was uh, I'm still it, it's like ordering I know you're not a french fry guy uh, but it's like oh, ordering I love french fries I just try not to eat them well I have no self control so I have to have the, the side I ordered a hash brown on the side for the hash brown 
sausage McMuffin with egg sandwich because I still wanted that side. So more calories, Tony. So so two hash browns. Yes. I'll allow it. It was fantastic. I'll allow it right there. But what's great about the Shamrock Shake, uh, this year, and listen, I know you love the Shamrock Shake. I love the Shamrock Shake. Uh, McDonald's has shared the hexadecimal color code that makes up the company's mint green treat. It's a hashtag CBF2AC. You want to know why they did that, Tony? It's because, uh, according to McDonald's, they explained that unveiling the code uh, will help Shamrock Shake fans create digital and physical art with the color. They want people to create Shamrock NFTs. (laughs) Dude, don't, don't, don't you laugh. NFTs are it. Uh, 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 Salesforce, that's it. Owned by Mark Benioff. I didn't know Mark Benioff owns Time Magazine. And over Time Magazine, they've been doing this. So an NFT is called a non-fungible token. You see it really connected to the idea of art. The idea of being able to have digital art that belongs to a person specifically. But that's really not what an NFT is for. The NFT is the ability to tokenize the art and then utilize it as currency. Although the art itself could have value. And if you ask yourself who's doing this, people, I, I think it was Justin Bieber who spent a million dollars on a piece, a million and a half dollars, uh, and, and others are doing the same. People are making crazy money from NFTs, and it's not just artwork that you draw. It's, it's, it's a sports photograph. It could be this. People do what they do, but it, it's, it's this real entree into what the future of of a whole level of currency utilizing the blockchain can be. Oh, so you took it in a whole different direction. I did. I thought we were talking T-shirts. Digital what? art, signs. You show up at McDonald's with the, with the art that you made. You're so into the, the, the Shamrock Shake. You're, you're into the Shamrock Shake lifestyle. You're creating right. Shamrock Shake art. because Now you can because you have the company's mint green treat co- color code that makes up uh, their, their nice little shake there. The Oreo Mint McFlurry. Is it good? Oh. Chef's Kiss? Yes. Fantastic. I've never had it. I'm going to have it this year. I'm going to have one of each. Good for you. Uh, I'm, we're not going to review them on the show. We're not going no. to, we're, that's not going to happen. We're just going to do this in solitude, in my closet, in the dark, while I cry. <laughs> and thank God that I have this, this most splendid opportunity. Fingers, you came across a list that I find ridiculous. Okay. As I often do, we find lists and we're like, this doesn't make sense. This is from the people at eatthis.com. It's 10 secrets coffee companies don't want you to know. Uh-oh. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Should we be talking about this? Do we want big coffee coming after us that we're revealing these secrets? I'm only hoping. <laughs> so they've got a couple in there that are interesting. Restaurant chains prefer dark roasts because they are cheaper. Okay. I never that, knew that. That's fine. The caffeine levels vary from place to place. Well, of course. The more you roast it, the, the lower the, the, the caffeine is because you're roasting the caffeine out uh, of it. You'll likely spend well over $1,000 a year on coffee. Yes, we know this, and we've talked uh, uh, about that. And the markup on coffee is massive. And that's only for three cups at some places. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and so they have this list. For example, brewed coffee has more caffeine than espresso. Yes, that, that is absolutely true. I, I did not tell the story that I bought a new coffee maker. I talked about it last week, but we didn't get to it. I bought a Mocha Master from Technoborm. I, I spent $300 on a coffee maker. Wow. I want to talk about that out loud. And honestly, it makes it, it's out of the Netherlands. And when you get it, it's like, this is a little cheap. It's weird how it goes together. It makes a freaking fantastic cup of coffee. 
it makes a better cup of coffee. It's really, truly something else. It doesn't make sense that it would. Better than instant? Uh, be- it is actually, it reminds me of international coffees, <laughs> uh, the, the Swiss mocha, uh. which is, oh, the times we had around the fire. <laughs> Talking about the less fortunate drinking and international coffees. You know what I find ridiculous about this list? And and God bless the people at Dunkin'. Uh, apparently, they discard uh, pots of coffee after they've sat for 18 minutes. I have never had a cup of coffee and thought to myself, you know, I think this has been sitting for at least 45 minutes. <laughs> this I doesn't have. taste fresh. Really? I, 100% I have. The one that is on this list that's ridiculous Coffee companies often use unfair labor practices. Now, there's a conversation about if we're talking about the growers, and there's a whole thing about fair trade coffee, but you can't engage that conversation in a paragraph. For example, they're talking about child labor, 37% more prevalent in Brazil regions where coffee is produced. But you're also not discussing the poverty in areas of Brazil where people are happy to have a job. Right. I'm not saying you want kids working as slave labor. I'm saying that you can't have this conversation in a paragraph. And for that, this list is ridiculous. I do like coffee, though. See Drink Smoke. Follow Eat Drink Smoke on social media, on Twitter, at Go Eat Drink Smoke, on Facebook, facebook.com slash Eat Drink Smoke, and Instagram, at Eat Drink Smoke Podcast. Eat, drink, smoke. It is your cigar, bourbon, foodie, radio extravaganza. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is Fingers Malloy. You'll find everything at eatdrinksmokeshow.com. Get the podcast there. It's on all the podcast platforms. It's free. Amazing, but true. And don't forget on Facebook, facebook.com slash eatdrinksmoke. I'm Tony Katz. That's Fingers Malloy. It is time, Fingers Malloy. For news of the week. Wow, we're going quick. Wait, should I slow down? No, you're fine. Okay. You're You're a good man, a scholar, and a gentleman. Eat, drink, smoke. News of the week with happy hour anchorman Fingers Malloy. Or so the Germans would have us believe. I did go a little faster. I had some premature newsolation, and I apologize for that. We're, we're drinking the Larceny, the Larceny Barrel Proof, 122 proof. It's a fine drink. I don't know about $85 a bottle, but the Larceny Barrel Proof, not bad. I'll tell you what. When you saw on online that you could get this for $50 a bottle, I immediately thought to, uh, you know, there are stores here in central Indiana that specialize in the holiday gift pack. You know, where you get the the fifth with the two rocks glasses, and it's usually either the same price or actually a little bit cheaper than what the bottle normally would be uh, at any different part of the year. And I thought to myself, I could see this being in a holiday gift pack for 50 bucks, and I would grab that in a heartbeat. You start getting into 85, 90. I think you said one place was 130? I'm trying 130, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, look, uh, it has to be really, really special. This is very good. Uh, I, you know, if I see it at my favorite cigar or bourbon lounge, I would definitely order one. Yeah, it's 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 a solid, solid drink. I've had it on the rock a little too long. I would have pulled the rock. Normally, I'd pull the rock out by now, but I think on the rock, it, it definitely opens up lovely. The sweet r- r- remained for sure. You got there's a nice little bit of oak going on in there. I'm for, a fan. For me. Uh, the really brought up the oak. I just put uh, a couple drops of cool water in mine. Uh, it's unusual. It really brought out more of a sting 
when I added water, and that, huh. and that's not usually the case for me. Oh, you didn't go rock. You just no. added a little bit of water to it. Yeah, uh, because I, I like that. Uh, you know, we had the the dark fruit at the beginning, and it was sweet. And when I put the the, the water in it. It really brought out the oak and took some of that sweetness away, and I, and I usually gravitate more towards a sweeter bourbon, so I didn't want to put it on the rock and just bring out much more of the oak and totally mute any sweet notes in it. So, uh, But it, 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 that sting, it, it's, it's there now even more than it was before, which is odd. And we are smoking from Sin Compromiso. Actually, it's from Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust. The Sin Compromiso Paladin de Saca, 7x52, with that Mexican and San Andreas uh, wrapper. And this cigar, as I'm starting my work, work my way into the final third, is in my humidor a box at a time. I think that wood, that cocoa is all just working together absolutely perfect. There's this, um, there's a, 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 almost a floral that takes place in this cigar, especially as you work through that first third of the cigar where you break your cigars down into thirds. First third, second third, final third. That's what you do. And you have your notebook out and you're writing all your notes because you're going to try that cigar three months from now. And you're going to have had different things to eat that day. It's going to be different weather. It's going to change how you feel about the cigar. But what Steve Saka is doing over at Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust, I'm a fan of. And this, the Paladin de Saka, uh, is it could could be an every could be an everyday smoke for me now in an MSRP of twenty nine seventy five it's a little more difficult but I buy this by the box it's not even a question yeah for me it's a special occasion stick it's something that uh, again with the, the the larceny if it's at my favorite cigar lounge and it's it's something that I was like okay I want a step up uh, it, for me it's special occasion definitely would go ahead and, and get one it's it's worth it now can we do news of the week absolutely right on. Tony, you're Mr. First Class when it comes to uh, flying. Getting uh, that airplane. is the truth. A woman uh, with a nut allergy was thrown off an American Airlines flight because flight attendants claim they are contractually obliged to serve hot mixed nuts in first and business class. American Airlines? American Airlines. Have I got... Okay. I've done American Airlines first class before. Mm-hmm. And, and for anybody complaining, I don't have cable. Right? I don't buy new cars. I don't do any of that stuff. But when I fly, I fly first class. Fingers Malloy and I are heading out to Vegas mm-hmm. in July. He's in charge of the hotel rooms because he does a fair amount of gambling and gets what's called a comp. <laughs> but I, I'm in charge of tickets. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to assume you have flown first class before. Yes. Okay. But I didn't pay for it. Okay. I got bumped to first class. Is that right? Yes. Uh, from uh, Detroit to Atlanta. And how did it feel? Uh, I felt like I never wanted to fly again unless I flew first class. And that's exactly how it is. <laughs> it's exactly how it is, except for the people who fly private. And then if you have to get on a commercial airline, you realize that your life has gone backwards <laughs> in a way. That is, that is surreal. Um, yes, but I'm buying the tickets. I'm going to buy them today. And then we're going in style, baby. Oh, that's, that's awesome. how we go. Anyway, but I don't recall the, the warm or the hot, the hot mixed nuts. I feel like a complete sucker. Because uh, for years, I've been just hanging around eating room temperature mixed nuts. <laughs> I didn't know that you're supposed to serve them warm, which apparently uh, they do uh, at American Airlines for first class and business class So passengers. she's allergic to nuts, like the smell of them? Uh, it just says that she has a, a, a really uh, severe nut allergy. And she, but here's 
here's the deal, Tony. She was flying in economy class. And she was still trying to say, whoa, here, slow, slow down, American Airlines. You can't serve your warm mixed nuts. Oh, then throw her off the plane. <laughs> yeah. Next, next story. Like, I've got to. Now, this does play into something pretty interesting. Because first, she's wrong. She doesn't get to decide for the airline. She's the one with the issue. She should drive. But well, that would be tricky because it was a flight from London to New York. This is not my problem. <laughs> you drive, lady. <laughs> she can boat. My point was there's there's other opportunities. She can go. She can go another way. Well, what if there are nuts on the boat? Look, uh, do they pro- have n- nut free section of the boat? I will not change my life so much for her life. I won't do it. She says, "Listen, I was looking when I was booking my ticket. I was looking for somewhere where I could." check off a box saying I have a nut allergy. It wasn't there? Believe it or not, it was not there. Then it's your, you bought the ticket. You bought your ticket. You knew what you were getting into. As I quote airplane. So there's an interesting conversation going around where the Secretary of Transportation, Pete Buttigieg, has heard enough complaints about what's going on on airlines, and we all agree it's ridiculous. St- don't, don't hit your flight attendant. You're crazy. Yeah. That unruly passenger should be put on a no-fly list. I have issues because I'm not saying that you can't remove people from planes. And I'm not even saying there are some people who have to be prosecuted. But when you start having the government say you can fly and you can't because of unruly behavior, wait till you see how loosey-goosey of a definition unruly behavior can be. I can't condone the idea of providing that power to a government agency. Never mind creating a law about it. This this is all slippery slope. I don't have a problem with an airline putting you on a list saying, okay, your behavior was so reprehensible, we never want you flying on our airline again. Uh, but, you know, we've seen instances where, listen, a, a flight attendant, it's not an easy gig. No. And especially during uh, this pandemic, it, it has d- been doubly hard for these people. Uh, but you have seen some who have uh, really taken uh, a shining and a liking to having uh, power over other people and in, in trying to enforce rules in, in ways where you're like, okay, that's over the line. You're, you're taking this too far. I don't want my fate put in a flight attendant's hands who's loving this power trip. To all of a sudden, I find myself on a government no-fly list where I can't fly on air, any airline because of one incident. That's, that's crazy. And that's why when, when you hear something, sometimes you're like, yeah, you can't have these people. You got to ask yourself what it means. And this isn't political. This is about just an, a, a normal conversation of what happens when you just say, okay, let, let government take care of it. I, I'm not anti-government, but we've seen how these things grow. And we need to really measure ourselves before we were to ever make such a, such a rule. I think you've got an interesting take on it, Fingers. It's worthy of more discussion. It's Super Bowl Sunday this weekend. So are, are we making picks? Are we making selections? Absolutely. You go first. Um, I can't tell you I care. <laughs> right? I don't, have a, I don't have a horse in the fight. I'm going to... The playoffs have been... Because the playoffs have been so good. Yeah. And there's also been a lot less lecturing. Right? I'm not a fan of, of sports lecturing. Right? Athletes can have opinions and thoughts. I don't mind anything about that. I mind uh, aggressive lecturing. I, I, I get bothered by it. I, I, I have no interest in it. And I think it turned a lot of people off over the last couple of years. The playoffs have been incredible. Yes. 
The games have been amazing right to the end. They've been great fights. It's been fantastic drama. And, and it hasn't been a case where the refs have screwed it up. The players have been allowed, the teams have been allowed to do their thing. And, of course, there's some conversations about overtime rules. If the Bills had uh, had the chance to, to go back and score, would, would it be uh, Cincinnati against Buffalo in the AFC Championship? Therefore, Buffalo would be in, in this Super Bowl, which would have been very interesting. Uh, I'm picking the Bengals. I'm taking the Bengals because why not? Why not? I look good in stripes, so uh, as opposed to horns. So why not take the Bengals? For me, the Bengals will have a 24 to 20 lead in the fourth quarter, and then Matthew Stafford will have the ball in his hands at the end of the game, and he will lead the Rams to a 27 24 victory over the fighting Cincinnati Bengals. You heard it here first. Okay, that's, that's the. Are, pick. are we betting anything, or is this just picks? It's just picks. I mean, unless you want to, you want to buy, uh, you want to bet some uh, uh, warm mixed nuts. I, I do now. <laughs> I do now. Winner gets warm mixed nuts. There it is. There it is. What else you got? So, this is uh, an interesting story. There's a lot that's been going on over at Peloton. Right. We, we've talked about uh, they've been really struggling as people have been able to go back to the gym. Gyms were closed. People were like, okay, i got to work out at home. Uh, and so they went and bought these Peloton bikes and they're, you know, the exercise bike. And they've got a little TV on them and you get a subscription and you can work out with uh, instructors and, and things like that. Well, they've really fallen on hard times. They announced, uh, they, they actually fired 2,800 employees, which is, that's, that's awful. I can't imagine, you, you know, you got that widespread of a layoff at a company. Well, as they were leaving, as part of their uh, severance package, it included a one-year subscription to Peloton. That's insane. Now, the whole thing, I mean, they are having, having issues. They just replaced the CEO. They're getting ready for a sale. Nike's interested. Apple's interested. Amazon is interested. It's a pretty big user base there. They did fire 2,800 people, and then they had a Zoom call, and the fired employees got on the call, and it was just, oh, it was not a pretty... <laughs> It was not a pretty sight whatsoever. But the one-year subscription, not a five-year subscription, not a lifetime subscription, a one-year subscription, that's just, that is so, that's more insulting than not giving them anything. Yes, you're absolutely right. I would much rather walk out the door with whatever, you know, I wouldn't even want to call it a golden handshake, but okay, here's your severance package and be done with it instead of, oh, here's, here's a Groupon. Uh, for, for, for one year of our service that you worked so hard to build over the years. Uh, thank you, and have a nice life. Some of these people, they, they don't know how to do it. They just don't know how to act right. Larceny Barrel Proof, that's what we're drinking. It's a fine drink. If you can find it $50 a bottle, yes. $85, uh, I got questions. Yeah. And I'm, that's not it's still good juice. I would have it out. I don't think at $85 a bottle, it is in my liquor cabinet. But from Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust, the Sin Compromiso Paladin de Saka, that's in my humidor. $29.75 MSRP by the box. It's in my humidor. I am thrilled. And I'm still not done with the cigar. I'm in the final third, but I'm still not done. Also, uh, we didn't talk about Valentine's Day. So uh, we love you and have a very happy Valentine's Day. And enjoy. And if you want our Valentine's picks for bourbon and, and cigars, go get the podcast. We have it there from last week. Make sure you follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash eat, drink, smoke. This is eat, drink, smoke. Take care. Did you know Audible isn't just for audiobooks? 
They have podcasts too. And you guessed it, Eat, Drink, Smoke is now on Audible. Listen to us there. Eat, Drink, Smoke. <laughs> 